Hello, everyone, and welcome back to week number 14 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. I'm your host, Sterling Hammer, and here's my co-host, Lee Paddock. We bring you this podcast on 9-20-2020. As always, spoil alert. Now let's get into the podcast. Um, and as always, this is a Lee week, so I'll hand it over to Lee. All right. Well, uh, this week's film... Uh, is a personal favorite of mine. Um, probably what would be considered a classic film. It's uh, also my mother's favorite movie. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Pulp Fiction uh, from 1994, uh, directed by uh, an unknown, uh, forgotten filmmaker named Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we all know that... Uh, He's one of my favorite filmmakers. We've already watched uh, his first film uh, that he's made on the podcast, and we all know how Sterling uh, feels about that. Disappointed. Uh, probably the movie, uh, the one movie of mine uh, that I, yeah, the one movie that I picked that he liked the least. Yeah, so far, that's my least favorite movie um, he's picked me for me. I, I'm sure in October that will change. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, well, uh, we'll... Uh, we'll I'll reveal that a little bit later. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this is the second ta- uh, Tarantino film uh, that we're doing on the podcast. I'm hoping to show Sterling his uh, entire catalog, uh, which will be interesting because I don't uh, I don't love all of Tarantino's movies. Um, but you haven't seen all of them, so uh, I just want to see like your reactions to them. Yeah. And you'll even see a little bit of the old man come out in me when we watch those films, some of those films, because there was one film of his that I absolutely hate. Um, but yeah, uh, this film star- has a huge ensemble cast. Oh, God, it a does. A lot of uh, classic, classic actors. I don't think I'll even uh, list all of them in this intro. Um, it stars John Travolta. Uh, as Vincent Vega, uh, hitman, uh, who works for uh, uh, some sort of shady uh, yeah crime something boss. Pr- crime really boss. yeah they don't really go into like what exactly you know what he is exactly yeah um, and I will I I do like him in this movie he was really entertaining he was he's funny great. Um, <clears throat> he's absolutely great. My All favorite the role of his movie of him's the his probably not, but it was might be like my second favorite. Hmm. Like, what would then? What would be your favorite? It's Grease. I think I'm pretty sure it's. I would say Grease because I really like Grease. This is a classic. That's just that's that's fucking that's John I'm, Travolta. <laughs> Greece. That's Johnny Lightning. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've never actually watched Greece in its entirety. That's a future movie, everybody. Get ready for that one. I'm sure our my uh, classic lovers will love that. Um. <coughs> so, anyways, uh, this film also stars Sam Jackson. Motherfucker. Uh, as uh, Vincent's, as uh, John Travolta's, like, partner. The quote uh, machine. 
Yes, he probably has the best. Nearly uh, every line he ha- it says is a quote. Yeah, it's just absolutely um, probably my favorite role of Sam Jackson's. Um, he plays just a really interesting character in this film. God, Sam Jackson's been in so many movies. I cannot tell you what would be my favorite role of his. I'd have to like <laughs> watch or like look at a list of all his movies and then I'd be able to because his, he's been in some his, motherfucking movies. I mean, we already, yeah, we've already seen uh, one movie uh, already. One of his earlier films before this, Do the Right Thing. And he was your favorite part. Oh, God, yeah. He, he was, was in that movie. He Jesus was your favorite actor. He, he was, was like your favorite movie. character in that movie. He played Senior Love Daddy. He was. I did love him in that movie. Jerry Curler. Jerry Curler. <laughs> yeah. We use Shout that as one of our podcast. episode titles. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie is just—he's just—he is great like, in this movie. I do like him. He's just so—he is my favorite part of this movie. He's so compelling. Yeah, he he's just, definitely my favorite. I part think of anytime movie. he works with Tarantino, it's just absolute magic. He's one of the best parts in Django. I think. Yes, very underrated. The very is true. That damn, that might be one of my favorite. See, it's just he's been in so many yeah, damn he's movies. Super underrated in that movie, but. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go. I even of, like him in Hateful Eight. Yeah, he's great in them. I you hate that movie. I do. We're gonna watch the movie again just to you know get your reaction to no. the pod for the podcast. No, um, that'll be many many moons from now. Good. Um, we'll go more into like the the characters themselves later on, but because uh, we got uh, more, just absolute stars in this film like Uma Thurman who plays uh, uh, Marcellus Wallace's wife Mia I was thinking like I don't particularly love this movie but it it would be my favorite role of hers and you probably hate it it's what? maybe a movie, movie you've never even heard of I'm having other thoughts, but I mean, <laughs> this just... movie is, uh, have you ever seen her role? It's a, uh, where she hooks up with a young guy, that movie. It's, it's more, it happened in the two thousands. So it's not, do you remember the it title? It was after Kill Bill. Do you remember the title of it? No, but you've never seen a movie where she has sex, like hooks up, starts dating like a young guy. I might have she's like an, the older lady. I might have like a vague notion of what you're talking about. I just think it's fun. I just because your image of her is because I've never seen this movie, this so now de- I know. Well, uh, yeah, this is and definitely. And Kill Bill is also yours, and then mine is just no. Well, <laughs> so much different. I, we'll get into Kill Bill one day because I I'm have sure. Some I've never seen that. I have a. You've never seen it? No. Okay. Well, we're definitely watching it. I have some controversial opinions about it, actually. <laughs> Controversy, everybody. Um, the name of our podcast. But this is definitely my favorite role of hers, actually. I think she's great in this movie. She is good, but um, I don't know if I could ever say favorite role because she's not like in it a lot. Well, still, I think she still leaves sort of an impression. She's an important character. She does. I love. I mean, I just the drug overdose scenes crazy. I love the 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 scenes that she has with John Travolta. Yeah, um, they're pretty good. Um. And then we have Bruce Willis, who uh, pretty much gets his own like movie, essentially. Yeah, that's what I meant. I kept saying like this felt like two movies in one. Yeah, but yeah, it's we'll get into sort of like the story structure uh, of this film. I guess you would say it's sort of groundbreaking for the time. 
Um, but Bruce Willis plays a, a boxer who uh, is paid to take a, uh, a dive uh, in one of his fights by the crime boss, uh, Marcellus Wallace. Um, but he uh, decides, uh, no, I'm not going to take this dive. Yeah, because he can't stop <laughs> thinking about his dad and, and uh, his legacy. Yeah, and he there's this uh, whole storyline with his watch. He ends up not taking the dive. Good old ass dive. watch. He ends up not taking the dive, and he gets into a, a bit of a, an adventure. Uh, Some shenanigans. Himself. Some uh, Quentin Tarantino-style shenanigans. <laughs> um, and then uh, I guess the last person we'll, uh, we'll highlight in the main cast is uh, Ving Rhames, who plays Marcellus Wallace. Uh, who is the uh, the crime boss of uh, of L.A. I guess yeah this sort of shady you lost figure. Your L.A. privileges. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into some of the the major scenes <laughs> in this film. Um, but yeah, Ving, I think like pretty much across the board, these this is like career best performances for me. Um. Well, maybe not for Bruce Willis. I think I'll no. always love Die Hard, John McClane, the original, the original Die Hard. I mean, yeah, I think that's just so iconic. Yeah, know? of course. I don't know. Maybe no. I, I mean, I can't say the same because this is your like favorite movie, one of your favorite movies, and yeah, I like this like top movie, ten. But... I'll just say that right now. And this movie, like we Definitely we not top we 100. sort of <laughs> <laughs> for me. Anyways, but we did notice some things like, hmm, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, this is. You could poke holes in it, but you can pretty much do that with any movie. You love doing it to mine. Yeah, you got do him. It. Everyone, I just got him. I He's frozen. He can't speak. I was. No, just he can't speak. He can't speak. That, <laughs> like, yeah, you can, like, of course, like with any movie, you can criticize. It's just like, how mm. engaged are you? By the story and the characters. And I'm sorry, I'm not engaged by your movies. I just, for the most it part. Just, what, it, I just, what I want to clarify is, is when you give your opinion, it sounds like you can't even believe anyone ha- can have those feelings for this movie. Like when I watch well, a movie, I can understand that people can like this, even if it is a niche group, like Reservoir Dogs or something. But okay. for me, you, you, like for movies I like, you're just like, there's no way anyone likes the lucky one. Other than Sterling, just because Sterling's my weird romance friend. If I come off that way, I apologize, everyone. (laughs) I don't mean to sound condescending, but it's amazing that you like it. (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, I'm always surprised. Like, the the movie that you've already told me that you're picking I know, this podcast is such a strange, like, because everyone, a little behind the scenes, Lee thinks about his movies really hard. Like Obviously. he'll try to sometimes like put them, like uh, uh, match them with the tone of like what's going on in the world, do the right thing. Uh, yeah, he likes messages Movies and like kind of like, correlates to what's going on. Like or even Robocop was or, about yeah. the protest, kind of a little bit to Lee. <laughs> he has not those the thoughts. protest, but about you know fighting corporate issues. Yeah, fighting tar- like corporate. I don't think it's a brain. You think it's just a dumb. You know, sci-fi eighties. I see your message, but I just don't see it coming through in that. But, but yes, um, and then there's me, 
And it's not, I don't not, I don't want to say I don't think about my movies. I definitely like to think about my movies. But my course, thought is more yeah. of least thinking of uh, the way you're kind of going about your movies is like, you want to see my reaction to them, obviously. You like that part. But. But I also want, like. You want to show it. Uh, I want to expose you to, like, movies that do have sort of like a darker, like, you want me to, to see them. the message. I don't care about messages in my movies. So all I want to do is see Lee's reaction to these movies that I can never get you to watch ever. Like, I, would I guess never, vice yeah. versa for both of us. You can never get me to see I, these movies. I can the, never get you to see these. But the whole impetus. You're just the, the, the reactions we want from each other are different. You want to yeah. see if I'll like it. I do kind of want it with you. But like a lot of times I'm just you like, wanna, yeah, you kind of want to torture me a little, a little bit. bit because it's not so like it's not going to fucking scar you like your movies will scar me. <laughs> not all the time. I know. But your my movies will never scar you. Your movies will definitely well, scar me in the future. <laughs> the lucky one. I haven't gotten over that. <laughs> he <laughs> wants to find his lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, you'll you'll find out what my movie is uh, at the end of this podcast. That it's just like, oh, here's Pulp Fiction, and then here's. <laughs> oh God, it's it's hilarious. I know when you look at our lineup on like Spotify, much like what movies are these people watching? It's the most random thing ever. This podcast <laughs> is random, everybody. Hope yeah. you enjoy it. It's a random name. <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst movie ever. Wow, really just shitting on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're millennials. We're deprecating. Um, anyways, uh, I guess I should just, uh, I guess I'll tell you, I should say why I chose the movie. Um, well, I guess I already said it in the beginning that um, I just want to show Sterling all of Tarantino's movie because it really seems like he doesn't like. And you're going in order, aren't you? I am. We started with Reservoir Dogs. Well, we didn't watch his uh, uh, really low budget shit movie that he made. I'd kind of want to like just see a little bit of it, just to like, because he even like it. He's disowned it, obviously. Um, but it's out there, and I don't think it's even a finished movie. Oh yeah, so that might be like a special mini podcast in the middle of the week or something. During or a we can movie. maybe like tag it on watch along. it before uh, we watch. Jackie Brown, which yeah, is maybe tagging along with another Quentin Cantacunta movie. You'll never be able to say his name correctly. Well, what are you talking about? I'm saying Quentin Cantacunta. Quentin right, Tarantino. Of course, yes. Um, but yeah, I really like. It's been interesting seeing your reactions. I didn't think you were gonna hate Reservoir Dogs so much. I was so bored. <laughs> I. Did. I, I, everyone, have you go if you if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that po episode, go listen to my reaction. That movie bored me beyond tears. It wasn't scarring. I didn't give a god goobity goobity about anything <laughs> that was happening. Everything interesting was just talked about, never seen. There's yeah, yeah. like, oh, he the, the, when the really fucked up guy gets shot, it's like, oh, the moment of oh. <laughs> you didn't even you weren't even affected by the ear cutting scene. I was just like, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. Uh, but I guess you sort of expected it. Yeah, he was like cutting him and like, I was like, yeah, okay, he's going to like. You sort of expected it because you yeah, were already you sort of familiar it. with Tarantino. Style. And I was like, oh, as soon as he comes in, oh, he's dead. So I was just mm -hmm. braced for it. But 
And then he still dies, but... <laughs> yeah, that scene... Well, I mean, for a lot of people, that still is, like, the most disturbing scene in one of his movies. It is, I guess. Yeah. But compared to what, like, he does? <laughs> yeah. His movies are always... But I mean, this movie, I I, I, I I like this movie. I've never watched this movie... Um, in its entirety? Because, yeah, I've seen bits... I've basically only seen, like, the ending on TV... Mm-hmm. Um, so lo- very heavily edited, sh- shut down. Maybe like going back and forth between like four movies, and I'm just like, it's a morbid curiosity, and I keep going to it, but I don't want to watch it. That's mm-hmm. a lot of the times with me because I'm just like, I don't want to be sad. <laughs> like that's my biggest sad. fear for these kind of movies. But this movie didn't really have that. I don't really care that Chandra Volta dies. Um, yeah. I don't care that anyone it- dies because you don't really because it's his second movie, so. You still see the youngness of the director. Like, there's this is still an independent movie. Yeah, he there's it's way better, and it's a you can tell it's a bigger budget, or he's better at using the budget or something because it's not that huge budget. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's better at using it. Um, because there's more story, there's more in depth. You can actually was maturing. That was my big thing with the Reservoir Dogs. Like, how am I? I don't care about any of these characters because half of them you never see. They're just named on ca- camera. Not half, but yeah. a couple of them. Mr. And then Blue. everything that happens that would like, oh, make you connected with them is just talked about. <laughs> right. But in this movie, you see you see the, the funny banter between Chandra Volta and uh, Samuel Jackson in the beginning, which is really interesting. I like that scene. I like those scenes. Mm-hmm. I like any scene basically yeah. with Chandra Volta and uh, uh, Samuel Jackson. Those are really good scenes. Everyone loves those scenes. Any scene with Chandra Volta is good because there's no scenes with Samuel Jackson by himself, but there are scenes with Chandra Volta with just like Uma Thurden. I do agree. Those are good scenes. And then when she's ODing, that's hilarious because he immediately doesn't give a fuck about her. And he's just like, oh, shit, she's dying. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> you better not die on me, bitch. Yeah, that <laughs> scene is just... her on the ground like, you better help me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just so intense. And, and it's just, I just think about like who he is now, like Chandra Volta. Like Scientology his, weirdo, just big, bald, yeah. green, greening, green, grinning head. And, and just R. the caliber of movies that he's like, doing now. They're all dog shit. And just... Gotti? Ugh. I think it's because he just drank too much of the Kool-Aid at the Scientology. And it just, it's corrupted him. And he's just like this big like, ha, ha, ever, ha, ha, ha. Ever since Battlefield Him Earth. and Tom Cruise are the smiliest mo- motherfuckers in the world. But like... But Tom Cruise is like somewhat normal, I guess. Uh, he's making... Never seen his daughter. But he's not making like... Dog shit. Well, because he's still, I the, think, I guess the mummy. Because <laughs> Chandra Volta wasn't an action star. Tom Cruise is an action he did star. Some action movies, Face but, Off. <laughs> but uh, but is he known for that? Were they good? Well, it's, I guess are they funny because they're bad? Yes. So I mean, Tom Cruise is in some legit, really cool, badass, and he does his own does stunts. stunts yeah. You think Chandra Volta is fucking hopping over a cliff, like a, a, a stair? <laughs> I'm shaking my head. He's right fat. <laughs> um, no, but he's fat. <laughs> uh, Don't body shame John Travolta. His wife. Maybe he's not fat now. He's probably his wife fit. passed away this year, and I'm fat, so I can't really. But whatever. Fuck him. Is he gonna hear this? <laughs> probably not. Uh, that'd be cool if you're hearing this. We love you. Um, I do. Blowout's a great movie, but leave the church. It's terrible, and it's if you're gay, we don't care. Um, yeah, seriously. Um, uh, I hope you didn't rate it by anybody. But <laughs> if that's anyway, <laughs> keep in the church. <laughs> um, Quentin 
terrible actor. Stop being in your movies. No one wants you there. Everyone's glad you explode in Django. <laughs> yeah, 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 it seems hilarious. And he's terrible in that movie, too. Because he's just <laughs> this is a horrible Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> but yeah, this movie, like, his character's really, like, weird and almost yeah, like, sort of who doesn't is make he? Sense. Why does he know Samuel Jackson? He's, he's married weird, to and this, he's, like, black nurse who's just a normal lady. But he's also weirdly racist. Yes, he says and, the N-word. And then if she comes course, home and finds a dead movie. body, like, it's a divorce. Why? Has this happened before? Like, does she know he's, like, an ex-criminal? And she's like, if this happens again, it's immediate divorce. So, like, It's possible. Or is it I just because he knows that she's so normal and average that this will just end it? Because it's like no normal person can just come home and see a, a man's face blown off in their kitchen. Yeah, it's and his husband helping get rid of the body. Yeah, there's a, again for like, his friend. Tarantino does a lot of things where he implies uh, certain, you know, aspects uh, of the story. Yeah, like, because Samuel Jackson really respects him too. Yeah, he, like, he, when he says the n word, he doesn't like motherfucker. <laughs> no, yeah, when he says the n word, he doesn't say anything. But not even that. Just the way he's talking down to him, he doesn't call Samuel Jackson the n word. But no. he's talking down to him and like talking about it. But he's also still like helps him. He's still his friend. Maybe he's just that asshole friend. But but he's still way respectful. He's like, man, look what you did to his towels, motherfucker. Like, and he's like, you talk nice to him when we're in his house. Like, yeah. well, that's the thing. Like, Jules is an extreme. He's also a really respectful, weird kind of like. He's guy. a very interesting character. He has, he's a ruthless hitman. It seems. Yeah, because who toys like, with his. You victims. find out like the quote he says every before he kills anyone and anyone who it is badass. Anyone who hears this quote is dead. Yes, <laughs> but he's like, I don't even know what it really means, and I just. Uh, I just thought it was some badass shit to say to say a motherfucker before I killed before him. Before I killed him, exactly. That's I mean that's badass. But badass then motherfucker. you realize like he has a moral code, and then at the the end, the last yeah the he wants to the, the the way he gets out of the assassin game is like I'm gonna save somebody. Well, you know, hopefully, he, try. he thinks that well, when they go into that apartment after the famous scene where he has the. Uh, the, the Bible quote, you know, yeah. and I will strike down upon you with great vengeance, vengeance and furious anger. Um, and after he kills the, the guy after that, there's another guy hiding in the bathroom with a big ass fucking like 44 Magnum. And he shoots at John Travolta and, and Sam, Sam Jackson. Jackson and uh, he mir- miraculously misses. And they shoot him dead. <laughs> and they shoot him dead. Uh, in a you know Tarantino style sort of humorous scene where people die. Yeah, that's because he's just like uh, <laughs> and then uh, Ju- uh, Sam Jackson's character believes that this was some sort of divine intervention. Yeah, because it is weird. I mean, he just completely missed point blank, and this sort of steers him into this, into wanting to quit being an assassin, and he says he's gonna. Because he's Walk like, this is a wake-up call. Yeah. You're going to die next time. Exactly. You shouldn't be living this kind of life. And, and then, then John Travolta John, dies. He blows it off. Yeah, and dies mm-hmm. a few weeks, leaves his gun while they're going to take his shit or something. He's always taking a shit. He's always going to the bathroom. That's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, I think one of the themes that I uh, recognized in this movie one of the messages, I guess. Message. I wouldn't say a message, but theme. Message. Was I think there's sort of like this thing about fate going on. You know, especially with that. 
Um, the stuff with the watch, I think, and it's sort of, you know, it's history with uh, Butch's family. Yeah. Um, and all of, you know, all that crazy stuff that happens. You know, he just happens to, you know, go to his apartment and find, you know, the, the Uzi. Yeah, he just, and, yeah, he's making a Pop-Tart and he's kind of just being nonchalant, like he should get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. And then he like, and he like takes a look and he looks away and he looks back and he's like, that's a motherfucking Uzi. <laughs> and that's when he starts hearing the fucking bathroom noises. And yeah, and then what happens happens. And Chandra Volta is staring at him like, Bug. And then just blam. Yeah. Dead ass in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Travolta's character was sort of like kind of dumb in a way. Yeah, and you were ultimately supposed to he was just he was just this like he liked heroin. He was a he was a drug addict. He was getting a little too close to the boss's wife. A little bit, yeah. Again, it's like he was making mistakes. There's sort of like, yeah, there's like, again, a sort of thing about He had fate. no moral code. He didn't give a fuck. It was just about himself. That's all he cared about. He was, yeah, he's exactly what like a hitman would be. Yeah. He's just a, kind of a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, like in the end, he's just like, if you give him $1,500, I'm going to shoot him on the principle of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the, the, the very end of this movie, which is probably, yeah, it's such a great scene. This movie is just filled with these great individual scenes. I mean, that's just mostly... What Tarantino does, yeah. in a way, most of his movies are just made up th- of these great individual scenes that are just driven by this witty dialogue. Yeah, and this was the first time that like the mainstream sort of got a taste of that because this was a huge hit for the time. Oh, it was. It, like the budget was like eight million, and it made like over two hundred million. Yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, this movie it was just, it blew people away. It was. I guess someone like my mom liked it. Yeah, like even I don't know if my I don't think my parents really like it very much. No, surprisingly. I thought I feel like I thought your dad would like it or something. No, my brother was the one that I think that showed this movie to me because he absolutely loves this movie. Mm. I think this is his favorite movie. It seems like a movie he'd love. I mean, yeah, this movie. I feel like, in a way, it has a. And he would have been older when it, it came out. It has something for everybody if you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> even though I saw. Yeah, this nothing movie, for kids. <laughs> even though I saw this movie when I was like 13, but I guess this would. I guess that's sort of. This is sort of like that kind of like edge lord movie. Yeah, like I watched Pulp Fiction. Like you <laughs> yeah. were a future. You were like a. And I was. Hipster. I was definitely one of those guys. Like, yeah, this is one of my favorite movies. No Tarantino's a this. genius. Everyone else is watching. And that's when I watched movies. Reservoir Dogs, and I was like, yeah, this movie's awesome too. Garbage, hot fire, trash. <laughs> <laughs> Not recommended. Uh, it's the only movie I haven't recommended yet. Yeah, but <laughs> anyways, <laughs> but yeah, this like this movie basically established like what his style was gonna be, essentially. Yeah, ultra violent, m- cursing, cigarettes. Except his the really movie, good acting. Except the movie he does after this, he wanted it to be like, I'm gonna do something unexpected. I'm going to do an adaptation of a, a book, a crime novel from an author that I really love. And, um, 
Uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll watch that movie. It's called sounds Jackie like you Brown. Hate it. Oh no, it sounds like you no. Hate I it. actually really like that movie. Hmm. You might hate it, but anyways. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> um, future Sterling, punch Robert or <laughs> not Robert? Will you punch him? But punch Lee for <laughs> making you watch that movie. What did you think of the uh, the soundtrack of this movie? It's good. I can, it's definitely like I think one of the reasons my mom likes the movie a lot too. I think you made that point. Yeah, because this movie had a super pop, actually a very popular soundtrack when it came out. I'd have to hear it all by my like just kind of separate. But I actually yeah, there was I nothing that really, really stuck out to me other than like the main song is entertaining. The thing that starts uh, the, in the beginning. And yeah, the famous surfer theme. It's called Miser Lou. Yeah. There's a lot of like surf, 60s surf music in this movie. Yeah, but I, I like was, I, did, I never really thought about the soundtrack while watching it. Because it's, you know why you probably didn't think about it? Because it's sort of used like score. Like, like an original movie score would be used. Like you usually like, you know, that movie. The music for that sort of blends into the background. But Tarantino doesn't like to use, like, traditional composers and stuff like that. He likes to use songs and he oh, makes maybe, uh, soundtracks. That makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, I just, that's why I can't answer you because it just really didn't stand out to me. Cause I just really? I really love a lot of the songs in this movie. I just didn't pay attention. I'm also just – you're a cinephile. I'm like, I don't – if it's like a lit song, I'll like <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll it'll like speak out to me in this movie, but not for the same reason it does for you. Like I don't really care about soundtrack in movies as much as you do, unless it's like an entertaining one, like Men in Black or Wild Wild West. Well, yeah, music in general is a really important part of movies for me. Well, I'm sure like, I sort of iterate. Yeah, I. Went over that in uh, the last episode. Yeah, that was Beasley. the worst part of the movie for me. Yeah, and even though I admitted, like, oh, I get it, but it still didn't take me out of the movie like it did you. Like, I just don't care. As long as this is not like screeching noises, <laughs> screeching like horror movie music. No, I just mean like if it like totally doesn't match. Like I get you met like during one of the scenes it was like an intense scene or something, and it was just like boop 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 boop, boop and you were just like what? But like I'm just like yo, that's. Lighthearted romance movie. Music, <laughs> like, it's not supposed to be like, dun, dun, bum, bum, dun, dun. He saw his mom dying in front of him while he became the beast. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> uh, Remember, there's not much messages in mine. And if there is, it's really shallow and just corporate. <laughs> My messages are corporate or studio messages. <laughs> hey, we got to have a message in this movie. Uh, be nice to kids. <laughs> be nice to kids. How are we gonna get that across? Let the kids we'll dance. have one kid, le- one mean adult, like yell at them, and then there'll be the nice adult that goes, "Hey, don't yell at them." Be nice to kids. <laughs> oh man, this show! <laughs> what a disaster! <laughs> oh, poor Lee. <laughs> Just was like the soundtrack is so great. <laughs> Dare he derail my question? Well, no, I mean that's definitely that's your perspective. You don't really care about music and movies. Yeah, as I said as long as it just matches mostly. Right. Like I, I'll admit, like this was a good soundtrack because I didn't it didn't take me out of the movie at all or anything. 
Good. Well, yeah. As long as the soundtrack doesn't take me out of the movie. There's some, I would say, like in uh, some happens. of his movies, he uses songs where it's like, hmm, I don't know if that actually. Yeah, I don't know if it. Sometimes it doesn't work. We'll see if I mean uh, if I have if I bring that up in the future. Well, we'll I'll probably remember this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> will you? This is the second time you've talked about soundtrack, so <laughs> I think this will be a theme for you. <laughs> well, yeah, I like to highlight the. the it's music because also sometimes. like my movies. Is the soundtrack the biggest deal for my movies? I guess not, because your movies are your movies. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, like the soundtrack of just one of the guys. Well, yeah, because, of course, you know, I'm into that 80s sort of stuff. You like the soundtrack of The Bodyguard? Because <laughs> I like Whitney Houston. Yep. Um, that had a good soundtrack. The Bodyguard? Yeah. That the uh, soundtrack was more popular than the movie. Which is weird. The movie made $400 million. I think probably because of the soundtrack. I think everybody was like... <laughs> My movies never get like, It's funny how we're talking more about the other movies that we've... Uh, talked about already on the podcast and not this masterpiece <laughs> okay everybody we're gonna get back to pulp fiction otherwise i think the old man's gonna start coming out <laughs> uh, I, have well, some notes. I do have a little bit of uh interesting bit of trivia for you okay lee always got lee always does that extra uh, extra did you research. know that john travolta's character in the movie is the brother of mr blonde from reservoir dogs the psychopath guy. How is that tied? Because uh, uh, John Travolta's character's name is Vincent Vega. Uh, Mr. Blonde's character, his real name was Vic Vega. But he never they talks about a brother. But they're the Vega brothers. And, and the Tarantino was going to make a movie. With both of them. Oh, why didn't he? Eh, you know, things fall through. Fall through, you know. That's kind of weird. But he's dead. Oh, I guess it could have been a prequel. Oh, yeah, they're it both dead. It would have been a prequel. It would have been a prequel. Maybe why he ended up in jail. Yeah. Or something. But yeah, maybe, I mean, I guess because maybe if the Reservoir Dog universe is connected, then maybe the crime boss of L.A. dies in that incident. And then that's how yeah. the black guy eventually comes. I feel to like this is it. one of the movies. I think this movie really sort of establishes. Does that mean Mr. Wolf was the game same guy from okay, Reservoir yeah, Dogs? That's, that's a little weird. I don't know. Does he die? Because I thought because he died. they also mention in that movie they sort of mention characters from another movie that Tarantino wrote that he didn't direct called True Romance. He mentions a girl named Alabama. Yeah. Who I think is. I don't think it's the exact same thing Just because I mean we'll watch that movie one day because that's a actually a good movie. You might like it actually because it sort of has a happyish ending and it's about a romance. Happyish, but it's a Tarantino scary. romance. That sounds scary, happyish, but um, <laughs> Christian Slater is it? But yeah, and then also the that means is that. But the guy who dies, wasn't he a cop? And then now he's robbing Samuel Jackson with his meth girlfriend? I guess, yeah, maybe it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I guess he could just be like, oh, those... Because he uses characters a lot. We use the same actors, I mean. But, I mean, I get it because, I mean... Because he has, like... They could look similar. They all both have and, black you know, hair. He and also has, like, his made-up brands, like the Red Apple Cigarettes... 
I think that's in all of his movies. I think it's in Reservoir Dogs. He loves cigarettes. In uh, his it's in Hateful Eight. He yeah. even he mentions Rojo Manzanas <laughs> in the narration. That's funny. Whenever when that's his should, cameo in that movie. If like cigarettes weren't so like controversial and shitty f- and unhealthy for you, he could have made like a cigarette brand one day. And uh, in once upon, in once upon a time in Hollywood, during the end credit scene, uh, Leo Leo is filming a commercial for Red Apple cigarettes. <laughs> so yeah, that's like a recurring thing in his little universe. I don't know if they're in Ki- Kill Bill. Because he almost, I think he said that sort of takes place in a separate movie universe. Movie, movie universe. Because it's, why? Because that one's like, it's extremely like, you know, like it's sort of like a grindhouse movie. Yeah, it's way more action He said like it's the kind of movie that his characters uh, in his regular movies like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs would go to the theater and watch. Oh, okay. That's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so he made like a movie for his universe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's such a weirdo. Isn't he just? And this movie, yeah, highlights the weirdness. Fucking got to have a but ten minute discussion a, about. I feet think it's also really in the beginning. So creative, and he, there's no one else like him right now. But it's just funny that like the reason why the main mark uh, main uh, crime boss kill or throws that one guy out the window is because he gave his oh yeah the the wife guy a foot massage supposedly. <laughs> And like and like to Quentin, that would be a fan. Like he, they talked about foot massages for like that scene goes ten on minutes, for and what? both of them are like, "I'm the greatest foot massager." Like they they made like foot massages be like such a big deal because they they probably are really big deal to Quentin. Like for like getting like foreplay and stuff. <laughs> and of course, you got to see Ulma's dirty feet because you see all the women in his movies dirty feet. Yeah, he <laughs> loves dirty feet. That is, and he loves probably giving dirty feet massages. I'm- Probably has Thai yeah. women step on his face. <laughs> yep, he's he's quirky. <laughs> he's quirky, quirky Quentin. <laughs> oh man! But uh, he has he has a very uh, he's just extremely. You know, creative. It will and be a sad day when he stops making movies or passes away. Because I think he'll go until he dies. But I don't think so. I think you. Really I think he's too autistic to not make movies. Why would you say that? I think he's too autistic to bo- to stop making movies. There's just no way he'd he get might, too bored. He, he might want to like start writing plays. Yeah, theaters are dead. That was before <laughs> 2020 happened. <laughs> we'll be lucky if theaters make it. You think fucking playhouses are gonna make it? And what he's gonna do plays, and then he's gonna all of a sudden be like, "I can't do any of the things I do in movies." <laughs> like you could do semi, but like there's not as much. And it's just like he's gonna be like, "God damn it!" I get like a I get like a tenth of the budget, and like I don't get any of the actors that I want. All take like, place in a room. Samuel Jackson is definitely not going to be in my fucking play. <laughs> like, Maybe. Oh, stupid. He has the pull. But, but he doesn't. Samuel Jackson doesn't have the time to be in a play for six weeks. You have to get play people who are their jobs as plays. 
What's he gonna do? Like just do like the play version of Pulp Fiction <laughs> or Reservoir Dogs? That'd be terrible. Well, Reservoir Dogs you could, but like Pulp Fiction is. I just I don't think I don't see it. I see him making a play and then be like, I don't like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe I hope he doesn't retire either. Yeah, because he takes breaks in between making movies. Because his movies, he always pours himself into it. Oh, I mean, I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, but I just I could not see him not making movies. I think he loves it too much. That's what I mean by autism. I mean with all the love. I autistic. I mean, I really hope. I really hope he doesn't, because we need him right now. I think he's making probably some of the best. He's one of the only people that can push the boundaries left. He's the only one. Yeah, he's the only one who's like making movies that are just making people go like, it's 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 sort of it's not right, but. In a way, it is as he's expressing his artistic freedom, and it's not it doesn't feel like it's sort of exploitive, but in a way, like it's, it's just bad. him. It's just him. Yeah, it's just what he wants he to do uses, in his universe. I feel like he uses how his characters talk. He uses violence as a I, we. T- I think we talked about this in Reservoir Dogs. He uses it as catharsis, as a release. You know, yeah, as a word, the, yeah, almost as a way of getting that aggression out. Yeah, and he makes his violence so over the top, so it takes the like the ed- sting out of yeah. it. Yeah, just like in RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, you're just because you're just like okay, n- blood doesn't squirt fifteen feet in the air. It's but yeah. you're like, damn, that's brutal. Yeah, it's not squibby violence. That's what made uh, the Once Upon a Lifetime or Once Upon a Hollywood violence Once upon a little. Time in Hollywood. Yeah, once a uh, a little more uh, brutal because it was, uh, other than the girl that kept getting like killed over and over, like the girl who get her face smashed in and the one guy who gets his head stomped in, those were pretty realistic and those were brutal. Like that one girl like, kept smashing her face, smashing, smashing. It's like, eventually it's like, you could have just gone until she was knocked out and he probably kept going because he was on acid. But <laughs> 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 Well, we'll talk about that movie one day, even though we've ar- you've already seen it. Yeah. But... I don't know, I just, I want to talk about all of his movies, because I just, I love Tarantino. You really, truly do. Even though I don't love all of his movies. And I don't know a director's name other than the ones you tell me. (laughs) Like, my favorite movies, I don't know the director of them. Yeah, the movies that you watch, I mean, I knew the director of the Footloose remake, I was surprised. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you're... Directors are usually sort of like workman directors, uh, like maybe like guys who had their start in like music videos. Yeah, like yeah, Beastly's director was like an was he? <laughs> they a music don't have video like a director? huge filmography. I don't know, but they just don't have a huge filmography sometimes. Yeah, you know, or they do one genre of weird. You know, guys who are just trying to like, oh, if I direct this, you know, get yeah. The, the director direct of uh, Bodyguard is really weird. <laughs> Yeah, he did a bunch of weird things before. He did, like, documentaries and stuff, Yeah, and, like, weird British shit. I mean, I just... That movie was more noteworthy for me because of the writer, Lawrence Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, you like... You like him. Because he wrote Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's why you like him. (laughs) Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nerd. um, Let's see, well... Is there anything uh, you want to say? I mean, I got plenty of notes here. Uh, well, just some like tidbits from the movie. Um, 
Oh, one song that definitely stuck out to me, I forgot, is Son of a Preacher Man. Of course. Because my mom sang this song so much during my childhood. (laughs) Uh, If one of my friends has ever listened to this podcast, you understand. She made a parody version of it. She just, cause she, my mom she loves karaoke and she's always had karaoke machines and like <laughs> she set them up and, and she would just sing the song for hours. And this is one, oh, this is, the son of a preacher man, the only one who could ever reach me. Oh, the son of a preacher man. And I would oh, just make no. fun of her by doing that. <laughs> it just, it just, I've heard that song so much. You hate it? And it's, it, I don't hate it just because it would keep me up at night. <laughs> keep you up. It was rude. Keep you up at night. <laughs> There's plenty of times I'd come out at 3 in the morning. I was like 14, like, can you not be singing? Like, <laughs> That's um, hilarious. A little Sterling being tortured my by mother. that song. Totally my mother. Um, and it's such a karaoke song because it, it's easy to sing. And it's just, you can belt it. Oh, yeah. I know... Uh, I have a friend, uh, uh, one of my theater uh, friends, who uh, <laughs> uh, did a karaoke version of that song. She really, I think, posted it to Facebook or something. There you go. See, everyone does. Every and she's probably white. Um, no, she's not. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she's white. Um, and then uh, a little thing that I uh, a little. Uh, thought that popped up in mind like message kind of i guess or like not message but like the thing he was kind of going under for was that every generation of bruce willis uh bruce willis's character the men had their own war like bruce willis never joined the war or army oh, yeah. like his grandparents or his dad or whatever but this was definitely his war i mean he had to kill two he killed three people and led the death of like four well, yeah, he kills. He kills the kills guy the boxer. That, yeah, he kills the guy he has the fight with. He was supposed to take kills John Travolta. Kills John Travolta, and then like he slashes that guy and stabs him in the stomach. So ma- that guy is either dead or He's dead. That guy's dead. I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. So that's third, and then he leads to the death of the Ford guy, and the gimp. Yeah, and the gimp. So he, bring out the gimp. This was his war. Fucking gimp. That's so funny. It, for all my uh, true, um, all my mommy gang out there, like YMH Duncan Trussell episode uh, that came out near this time, nine twenty twenty twenty. Um, fucking, it just gimp. It's just hilarious. But um, it was just it was so jarring to hear that. I was like, because you never hear gimp, and just bring I just the, heard this and podcast. He's just like bring out the gimp. Yeah, I just watched this podcast where they're talking about gimps, just like in funny ways. It's just this weird bit of Duncan Trussell, and then all of a sudden. Your movie has a gimp in it, and I was like, <laughs> "Motherfucker!" Um, it's such, yeah. But yeah, it, like every like because his yeah his grandfather fought World War One. His grandfather his uh, his great grandfather fought World War One. His great his grandfather yeah. died in World War Two, and he had to get like yeah. ask a you Japanese man to the, give uh, give it back to his son. A, this is all in a speech given by uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken. I thought he had a, when I saw his name in like the the list of people. I thought he'd have a bigger role, but I do like his role because the speech I, is funny. I absolutely because it's love so that like speech. serious and like. And then all of a sudden, it takes a point where he's like. So he kept it up his ass for five years, <laughs> it's just, and it's just, he, and he starts saying racist stuff about the Vietnamese. The, yeah, he hates the fucking Vietnamese and the Asians. I mean, he was tortured he was in an for internment camp for like eight years. I'm were, sure. Yeah, they were prisoners. They were POWs. He had to keep a watch up his ass for two years. <laughs> he he died of dysentery, <laughs> and so I kept this lump of metal you know, in my ass. And it's and it's he has like the Christopher Walken quirks, but yeah, when. 
he's telling the the story of his family at like from the beginning. It's so compelling. It is like because he like you could tell like Tarantino knows his history. It's yeah, really rich. Yeah, yeah, like in it, like war, like like you just imagine world the Japanese history, man like world war ten history. years after uh, the war somehow coming to America and finding this like. American uh, soldier that he probably killed, fucking's like a widow, yeah, and then giving the back the Winaki. yeah, and giving back, and then like his father uh, dying in Vietnam in an internment camp, and then like it was the fact that like they all had their own wars and they not didn't all survive their wars, right? But Bruce yeah. Willis survived his. I think only the great grandfather survived. Yeah, the great grandfather. So he's as great as his grandfather, great grandfather almost. Because his war was fucking crazy. Like, his grandpa and his dad would have been like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're escaping the crime bot. I mean, it's not as intense as war every day for as long as they did, but, like, but they were at least what he had to go the, through. The watch home. Yeah, and, he, and, that, and, that, and they would have appreciated his fucking uh, loyalty to the watch. Because he wants yeah. to give it to his son with and, his weird French girlfriend. And his <laughs> eventually he reveals himself to be a somewhat honorable... Yeah, because it's like uh, the scene when uh, he he gets cap they get captured by those racist yeah. uh, as gay they, guys. as they were about to kill each other. Bruce Willis is going to shoot him yeah, he in the was, head, and then the racist man, racist rapist man, yeah, like uh, pulls him. out a shotgun, like take your foot off the, <laughs> and uh, he hits him in the head, and then they. Yeah, and then they're tied up with ball gags in their Zed mouth, in. and they're giving this speech of like, "Man, we're gonna rape you," and and he does this horrible like, "Eeny meeny miny mo," and like, and catch a and, ooh, ooh, yeah, and then you see like, and then he's hearing it, the- like Bruce Willis, like somehow was able to break his fucking uh, restraints because he's not a gimp. They probably like are used to tying just up a like, gimp and like. Summoned all the adrenaline in his yeah, body. Yeah, and they're probably used to, like, picking up, like, poor little, like, uh, homeless gay guys and, like, kids and teenagers and raping them to death. Because he's, like, a cop, so he probably knows how to get rid of the bodies and shit and some horror. And it knows, picks up, like, runaway and teens all the time. It's interesting that that character is a cop. Yeah, I just think it's a way they, he, it'd be a good way to get runaway teens. Like, you're just driving the, the freeway, you, and then you just see a little teen, you pick him up. It's like you're going to take him to jail, and you take him to this guy, this place, and you just rape him to death. Mm. No one's gonna miss him. He's a fucked up rapist, racist, um, with a gimp. <laughs> and then, and but the gimp, gimp, gimp isn't like gimp loves being the gimp. And there we, and then that's sort of an example again of like sort of the violence as catharsis because you want to see those guys die. Yeah, you're fucking like die because horribly. Bruce Willis. Yeah, he breaks his restraints, knocks the gimp the fuck out because that's what you get for restraining the and gimp's he's mouth. Like ready to be like, all right, I'm out of here. Let's get the. F- but then he's <laughs> hearing it. And he's like, oh, my God. Like, can I really, like, leave him with these pieces of shit? It's like, who are going to rape me? It's just like, no, I, I can't do that. Like, no, yeah, it'll be, I'll think about it for the rest but of my then life. then he's like, he's looking for a weapon. Like, we have this. I was like, come like, on, hurry up. Like, because every second you're just hearing, oh, uh, and fucking Tarantino take Tarantino sort of explained, like, in his own way, like, why that scene is the way it is. Each... I think each weapon is sort of like a reference to a movie. Like what? Because a lot of course it's like sort of like references to like 70s action movies and stuff. The things that he grew up with. Uh, I forget what the hammer is supposed to be a reference to. But the the baseball bat 
is a reference to the original Walking Tall. Mm. Uh, the movie with The Rock is a remake. Oh, I've never seen the original. I've never seen it either. I uh, want to. I might want to watch that. Uh, I heard it's good. Tarantino, of course, loves it. Um, but that's what that re- is a reference to. And then he picks up a chainsaw, and that's a reference to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. It's like he's going to be Leatherface in that moment. But he's like, this will make too but much noise. No. But then he looks up and he sees a samurai sword. The honor and he's gonna be sword. Sunny, the honorable weapon. He's going to be Sonny Chiba. And he's going to go down and he's going to slash those motherfuckers. And he does kill that one guy cool. Slash across yeah, the chest. Like a and samurai. And then a badass stab. Yeah, <sighs> yeah like, the Mar- like the samurai movies that yeah. Tarantino grew up with. His whole, yeah, he just loves that sort of grindhouse just, You're just like, please, please, he's raping him. <laughs> and then and then it's the, one of the more badass scenes where he's just like, move, butch. Step aside, butch. Boom, just blasts his dick off. <laughs> what are you going to do now? <laughs> this wheezing I'm going to give me some hard popping. Hard and then pipe I'm hitting. gonna get and I'm gonna go medieval on this. Guy get medieval there. on your ass. You Billy pliers boy. and torches and I'm gonna make you wish you were dead. Pair of pliers and a blowtorch. <laughs> I love yeah, he's it's fucking intimidating. And they, you imagine you just you just saw your gay lover get murdered. Like even though he's a racist rapist, they were gay lovers, so they probably because when he yeah. killed when he stabbed them, they he had took their the own step, relationship. Yeah, when Bruce Willis stabbed them, he took a step forward, like, oh, you bastard. Um but then he gets his dick shot off, and then imagine <laughs> you're sitting there. You're, you were just raping, and you've been raping probably for a while. That's your life. Serial rapists, yeah. killers. And then, like all of a sudden, your gay lovers murdered in front of you. Your gay rapist lovers murdered in front of you, and your dick shot off, or it's fucked up. Because he shot him like in the growing area He's with the scatter an shot shot. Amount of pain, not enough to kill him, but like, He's, like yeah. making weird wheezing noises. <laughs> I, I mean, you, because you'd be just trying to like overcome the pain. You wouldn't be able to get enough oxygen in. You'd be going into shock. By the way, did you recognize who that guy was? The guy who played the the cop. Was it Robocop? No, it's not him. Uh, it kind of looked like him. It was a. Do you remember? You've seen The Mask, right? Yeah. It's the villain from the movie The Mask, which also came out in 1994. Weirdly enough, I think enough. he's in a couple movies. That guy. That he's I in know. The Usual Suspects. Have you ever Is seen he, that? Uh, d- no, have it's you a ever Kevin Spacey movie? Have you ever seen? <laughs> have you ever seen uh, the Johnny Depp movie where he plays kind of like a weirdo and he? Uh, it's like a romance movie with like a retarded chick, but she's not actually a retarded lady in real life. But she plays what's eating Gilbert Grape? Ha- handicap? What? What's eating Gilbert? Grape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he in that? Is that that actor? The, I've never the, seen what's damn, eating Gilbert Grape. Damn, damn, damn. Whatever, buddy. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think th- I know. A lot of like recognizable people. In that's this always movie. Quentin's movie. I mean, Quentin Cano's movies. Like that's what you expect in his movies to see a star-studded cast, or at but least not like, just people, star- like ca- character actors you'll recognize. Yes, and but like what I don't mean like star-studded in is like oh just shove a bunch of high-profile names in a movie and then his dog fires. No, shit. he always picks the right actors. For these roles, I think I can't imagine. And, but sometimes and, you're just like, I can't believe these because when you think about it, they all would, all those actors in that time frame, other than maybe John Travolta, like you said, this was like his comeback. They were mm-hmm. huge. Why were they in this tiny little movie? Well, but Sam they would have Jack- loved the script. Sam probably. Jackson wasn't huge at this point. This was the movie that I think propelled him into stardom. I think 
But like Bruce Willis, like imagine like him getting the script and choosing to be in this movie. Well, he's not. I guess he's he's not in the movie a lot. You'd say he is, but he's a big part. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, he's a major part of it. Never. Yeah, like <laughs> it's not. He yeah, he's not like almost third. Well, third, I mean, third or whatever. At that point, I guess he wanted. He's taking chances, and it paid off immensely. Yeah, he's good. In, I think he's really good in this movie. Yes, he is. It's one of the uh, more simpler roles. He's kind I like of an his idiot. character. Yeah, I wouldn't say like an, an idiot. idiot. <sighs> Sitting around he's making a pop tart. He's definitely sort of an eight. Yeah, you yeah, know, solves problems with his fist. Beating people to death. <laughs> yeah, like he solves problems with his fist, and like this was the first problem he couldn't solve with his fist, and it like perplexed yeah. him. But he also has that again, that sort of Tarantino moral code, where he's the uh, he can be a violent murderer, but he also will sort of do the right thing. Yeah, he's not a horrible, like an absolutely and irredeemable. And his girlfriend's person. like just such the weirdest character, just this random French lady. You're I like, like their little I and like, like he like and you can tell his thing is women that are foreign. Oh yeah, the taxi driver that have like that picks him up. After yeah, the it's fight. Colombian. After he's, he's like on the run. Yeah. At that point, She's he just jumps into a dumpster just right behind from like, her from a really high window. For when we first saw her, I thought she was the weird girl. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I could see how you would think that from your sort of vague memory. Yeah, because it. it was just dark haired girl with an accent. Booch. Um, <laughs> another thought. I mean, sorry, mother, but like my mom's uh, opinion about gay people was formed by this movie a little bit. Oh, the with the. Oh yeah. She's not completely, but yeah, that scene. She just for some reason she'll always mention that scene whenever the movie's brought up. And how wow. horrible it is, and it, I don't. She never says like, "Oh, and that's how gay people are," but like, it's so like it's almost like behind <laughs> her eyes, <laughs> like because it just like <laughs> my mom would not have had any exposure really to gay people for most of her life, and then like seeing that movie and that scene would have been jarring mm-hmm. for I think a lot of people. I could see that. Um, it's I mean that scene is definitely like the most. That's where it sort of gets really weird and like kind like. That's where, again, like, of course, Tarantino is a controversial filmmaker. Yeah, that scene must have been hella controversial. And that scene, I think, pushed the limits for a lot of people. Just like the ear-cutting scene in Reservoir Dogs. I mean, he always has, except in Jackie Brown, um, he <laughs> always has the, you know, scenes where it's like, does he does it really need to be that violent? Like, what is the point yeah, of this? Yeah, but... but- yeah, and I, I I can't agree with that, Christmas, because the scene, everything that happens in the, nothing in this movie is too violent for me, or like really jarring or anything. Like everything that happens, I feel like happens for a reason. I'd say compared to, I guess his later movies, this is one of his least violent movies. Yeah, I always thought this was way more violent than I thought, or, or like I don't know, because you always heard because about this movie. Because it's called Pulp Fiction, and they and they even have like a title card in the beginning of the definition of pulp. Yeah. There's two definitions. So randomly. Um, Such a quick content thing to do. Yeah, it's the one of them was uh, like uh, pulpy, like sort of soft, like what ma- pulp like is. matter. Um, and then She's the pulp. other definition was like the paper, like the Pulp Fiction magazines that were pro- like that were produced in like the 1930s. Huh. 
that were like these cheap dime store crime stories, which is what uh, Tarantino was sort of inspired by. He read things like that back in the day. Totally and this is sort of like his modern take on it. It's such a Quinn uh, thing to um he said cuz uh, I guess the uh the like a story of like a boxer who's paid to take a dive and he doesn't take the dive. That's apparently like a cliché. That is definitely sort a of like thing. crime story. Oh yeah yeah yeah, definitely. But he did it his way and it's yeah. like he put a fresh new spin on it. An old gay rape. Yeah. And ass watches. <laughs> ass watches. And ODs. <laughs> and murder. Yeah, that's People in the 1930s would just, their brain would melt out of their eyes. <laughs> like yeah, if they watched this. That's another uh, uh, story that's sort of like a, kind of like a cliched crime story. Is the, the gangster that has to take uh, the mob boss's wife out. And they fall in love. Yeah, or, or you know, that sort of there's a tension of like, oh, will they, won't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's sort of the interesting thing about this movie is that there's there's a lot of humor in this movie, but there's also, it has that Tarantino, like, tension in yeah. certain scenes where you're yeah. like, what, holy shit, like, what's Why aren't happen? you getting out, Bruce Willis? Why aren't you getting you're out? You're like, you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah, the 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 overdose scene is yeah. super intense. Yeah, when he finds her, after she's doing coke the whole night, so she's like, she's got this mm-hmm. confidence, like I'm a big cokehead, I can do whatever the fuck, and, and she just finds this random baggy. It's not even a bag; it was a balloon, I think. No, no, he ran out of balloons. He had to get in a bag. Oh, oh right, yeah, um, that's why. Mm-hmm. And it was in a baggy. That's why she mistook it. Yeah, yeah, if it was in a balloon, she probably would know it was heroin. Yep. But it was just in a baggie, and, and she just, just took powder, a yeah. fat line of it. And it's this is supposed to be like the purest, best heroin out there because grunge. And it just like grunge is coming up. Her fucking yeah, and she immediately just goes like, and just nosebleed and like, yeah. And then he comes out like, fluid is dripping out of her. Yeah, her brain matter, and like, and like, John Travolta comes like, hell yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go home. Oh fuck. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! And he just <laughs> his, immediately starts his ranting. His reaction is so perfect. Oh, you're so fucked up. Oh, go shit. Oh fuck! Like, Come on. Oh shit. Oh, you can't fuck. die on me, man. Like, and then he, he calls this drug dealer. And he's like, "I'm coming over." And he's like, "You can't come over here, motherfucker!" Like, and he fucking drives onto his lawn, crashes into his house. Do you know what the fuck you're doing here? You can't come in here. You know whose wife this, this is. <laughs> You can't bring this fucked up bitch in my house. You, you know whose wife this is? I'll tell him she died on your front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it is a good scene. And and then um, they're uh, harking back to their original scene. Uh, Shem or uh, what's his name? Their waiter. Oh, Steve Buscemi. He was a funny role because he just he you played need- really well. The I fucking hate my job, but I'm gonna <laughs> do it. But like, I hate it. And then I, I do like the milkshake. Yeah, he plays the Buddy Holly waiter at the 50s diner. Yeah, this movie, I haven't gotten really great quotes from the last few movies, but this movie was a quote machine. Yeah. It, I'm going to read my favorites right now. I swear, man, i seen them drown that shit in it. When they're talking about, like, he's talking about Europe and, like, uh, mayonnaise and French fries. I just thought it was kind of funny the way they said it. And I just like that. I, I mostly that quote because I just like the whole con- – I like that beginning uh, – 
the chemistry dialogue between is, them and the dialogue. This is probably his most on point. Dialogue. That was another uh, qu- uh, note I I saw. Like I, I made like Quentin is always got really good uh, uh, dialogue in his movies mm-hmm. because it's relatable. Because people bullshit when they talk. It's exactly. not this like scripted. We need to talk about what's happening now, and it's serious. And it's or like you just even when it's lighthearted, you're just like, who says this shit? Like this, who says the perfect shit in every scenario? Exactly. Yeah. But this exactly. is just they're. They, are you bullshitting, man? They drink beer in a, a movie. It's just there's fucking two guys bullshitting, a girl and a guy bullshitting. Like the the assassin and the drug boss wife, they know who they are. They 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 they, they can mingle mm-hmm. because th- that they can talk. She they, wouldn't have anything to relate with a fucking janitor, but yeah, they're in the same circle. So like the dialogue always like flows in his movies. Yeah, and that that scene especially, just, even the movies I don't like, I get it because he does he does like set good, he's really good dialogue. Yeah, because it just he makes it relatable. It's just how people talk. People curse. People say back in those times when he makes those movies, they used to say, say those racial slurs, things, yeah. yeah, racial jokes, shit. I mean, hey, tr- uh, locker room talk's a real fucking thing. <laughs> like, it, it is, and like you know, Reservoir Dogs. It's a, if you're two assassins, you don't give a fuck pe- about what your words. You're, you're gonna you're just yeah, they're bullshit. just like these and, ruthless gangsters. Yeah. Um, and there's another one. Eating a bitch. Eating a bitch. Out ain't the same as giving a foot massage. <laughs> I just thought it was just because that foot yeah. massage, just feet. Again, it's like the conversation that these two hitmen would probably have. And, and two regular dudes would have if they were in this scenario. And again, that that goes in to one of like Sam Jackson's characters, like little quirks, is that he wants to be like on time for some reason. Yeah, to they do get there at seven twenty two and he's like, Oh no, we uh, it's like, not it's oh, too early. On, let's kick back. Yeah. yeah. And fucking continue um, this conversation because if this movie was made by like any other generic director or would not uh, be studio, like they would both be saying only badass things. Like they'd be saying the perfect shit to each they other. They would be over the bad guys. They wouldn't even have any sort of layer of humanity. Yeah, they wouldn't be like, oh, he went to Europe and he's just like, oh, I love Europe, man, and like talking about mayonnaise and they're just talking like, about McDonald's that's gross, in man. Europe. Yeah, he's like, what do they call him? A uh, uh, Big Mac. You know, Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Little Big Mac. Little Big Mac, yeah. A Royale with cheese. A Royale with cheese. They don't have the metric system out there. <laughs> so they don't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. Yeah, they don't have the, um, yeah, yeah. Um, That's a line from the movie. That's yeah. not me saying. Uh, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. When, uh, I don't remember asking you a goddamn that thing. That scene just is quote after quote. And that's an intense scene. It is. And then he just shoots that guy like just dead. <laughs> like <laughs> laying on the couch. Fuck seagulls. <laughs> yeah. Um, English motherfucker, do you speak it? That's one of the most famous lines. Um, and then this was just, it was just a funny line. It just, it, I could just see him writing it like, uh, uh, it was just funny in this scene because you just, you know this guy is just a murderer. John Travolta. Look at this, yeah, he's vanilla playing, coke. It's funny, like, remember when he's like, I love when he's like, let's get into character. Yeah, yeah, because they're not really, like... They're not like that. Yeah, like, John... It's uh, uh, so interesting. Samuel Jackson's the bigger-than-life guy, and John Travolta's gotta be the, like, scary guy in the back. Yeah, he's the he's the silent one who's just, like, in the background. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but then, like, and then, and then the um, the scene at the diner, and he's like, ooh, look at this, vanilla coke. <laughs> like you just see him like oh I like vanilla I coke I haven't had that shit in forever <laughs> like, oh and then uh, I thought that was funny that's a pretty fucking good milkshake that's a pretty goddamn good milkshake <laughs> um 
I said, God damn. I said, God damn. That was when she was ODing. Wasn't it? No, it's no. when she's snorting coke in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that scene because it's just in front of everyone. She don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You're not going to give the fuck when you're the crime boss's wife. I keep saying that, but she knows who she is. And fucking, yeah, just, just God damn. I said, God damn. Yeah, <laughs> like, like she's feeling it. She's feeling it. And that's why probably she was like, oh, I found a new baggie. Um, <laughs> oh, and I love this. And after that scene. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go home and have a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. And then she's like, can I tell you about Jogi? He's like, I'm a little too petrified to laugh, but you're war with welcome. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, and that was a funny scene. The joke. Because it was just that joke of like. Yeah, they built built it up during the diner scene. Yeah, you never get to hear it. He's just like, bullshit, man. Because he's like, that's bullshit. I don't get to hear the joke. She used to be like a little. Yeah, she used to be an actress. And it wouldn't have been as funny if she had told it then. Right. It was yeah. so fun. It was funny because they had just gone through this horribly tense moment. She almost died. He almost died because if she dies, he's dead. Yeah. And then he's just like, and then she's. Uh, They're eh. both just like shaking. And then the joke is one of those jokes where you just kind of go, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, it's, it's just clever. like, that's clever. It's not like laugh out loud, but it's a, like, it's a chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What was the joke? I'll try to remember it. Um, Catch up. Oh yeah, he smushes his tomato. Oh, say it. There's like a family of tomatoes are like walking across the street. Walking down the street. And then the the mama. There's a mama tomato, daddy tomato, and little boy tomato. Little kid tomato. And then uh, the dad. (laughs) The little kids like lagging behind. behind. So the dad goes back and smushes him and says, says, "Catch up." And Chandra Bosa just goes. We probably butchered that joke, but you know that's exactly how the joke goes. But in the the diner, yeah, the diner scene, like she's like, "Oh, it's corny." It's and I'm like, not gonna tell you. And it wouldn't it, have been as uh, it wouldn't have been uh, funny then. It's sort of like, and that's sort of like sort of a sta- there's sort of like a sadness to her character because it establishes that uh, she was an actress who I guess an aspiring actress who um, got uh, picked for a pilot. Uh, Fox Force 5, this weird, I guess, action TV show, sort of like Charlie's Angels type thing from the sound of it, where like the, all the characters had like these weird gimmicks. Mm. She was like a... I guess you weren't listening to that part, were you? Not really. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so she... That's what that joke was. Yeah. That's what they were talking about. That's where that joke comes from. Um, that she was going to have a thing at the end of every episode. She was going to tell a... Because uh, she's from the... Her character is like from the circus. She was going to tell like an old like vaudeville joke every time. Because her grandpa oh. t- t- taught her like how to throw That's knives and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, some cheesy like dumb fucking thing that... Now she's addicted to coke and she's... Yeah. The wife of a drug dealer. Of some sort of shady crime boss. Crime boss, yeah. Um, so it's sort of like, in a way, she's sort of like a sad character. A little bit. I um, don't know. And then she'll probably be sad when she finds out uh, that John Travolta dead. She's going to want Butch dead. But not going to get it. Um, be like, nah, and then, I can't. speaking of Butch, the probably my favorite line of the movie, if he goes to Indochina, I want a blank hiding in a bowl of rice ready to pop a cap in his ass. Because <laughs> it's just such a good, it's just so fucking, like, thorough. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, he's, if he's an Indo. Ding Rames has some great lines. He's really underrated in this movie. He is because most of the time it's just the back of his head, and it is great when Bruce Willis is like, <laughs> and then he just looks, and then and the black guy's just oh, yeah, walking after across he kills the street John with Travolta donuts, and he's driving, he's just singing along. Because he's the probably radio. with, he was probably like nearby for John Travolta. They're probably looking for him, and then he just looks over with a box and he's like. Motherfucker! And then just rams him. (laughs) I would car accident. I'd be trying to kill him. I mean, there's a reason why. Because he's like, if I can kill him, then there's no one gonna be hunting me. (laughs) But maybe uh, more likely, people want revenge. Then, so it's better than what happened. To get the crime boss to go like, I owe you one, (laughs) or we're even now. He saved him. Yeah, from a horrible fate. Um, it has that sort of. Quentin Tarantino sort of irony, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then this was a great line. Uh, I'm an American, baby. Our names don't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, because she was all like, because her name was uh, Esmeralda. Yeah, and, and it is true in like Spanish cultures and Latin cultures. Italy, it's just, they, their names will the mean names something. Have meaning. You're Asian. Like but our name's Lee Sterling. She's like, what does Butch mean? No, I'm, Our Ameri- American. I'm American, baby. Our names don't mean shit. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm going to get medieval on your ass. That's a, a great, great line. line. We already said it. Um, you like this. You really love this line. And, uh, and it is a good line. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's, Zed's dead. dead. It is a love great that. line. Cause fuck Zed. Because he isn't dead yet, but he's dead. <laughs> like, Took his fucking uh, chopper. Yeah, <laughs> and then this one might be pushing the boundaries, but you know it's it's not the real word. Um, shit, Negro, that's all you had to say. <laughs> uh, that's just because that's the meme. That's just the class. Everyone knows the meme, and it's funny. And I there's just a couple uh, of moments that there, have been th- yeah, there's, from this movie. I, uh, I finally get to see the origin of the memes. The Chandra Volta dancing. The Chandra Volta looking around because when she like Uma Thurn's like watching yeah, the cameras that and talking to him and he's like, what? What? That's a classic gif. And then that's, Lee didn't know that was a meme. But it, uh, yeah, that shit, Negro. That's all you had yeah, to say. I, I just. It'd be like a meme as in like. I always um, thought that line was funny. <laughs> uh, America discovers a small third world country has oil. Oh, shit. That's all you had to say. <laughs> like it's those kind of like the that's why you would say that. Exactly. And that's what he's in the movie and it's like that cuz he's just like, "Oh, I'm going to send you the wolf." And he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah. I guess everyone well, knows the wolf. Let's talk a little bit about the the wolf. I think he's a really uh interesting character. very random. I love I loved him though. I love Harvey Keitel in this movie. I just He's like if he's, I sound Kurt I mean, it just because we're short on time. Yeah, I just, I just love that. Like, all right, so let's, get, clean the let's get this thing moving. Yeah, and yeah. then I like, and it was funny when it was just like, and John you guys Travolta's need a ride. Like, Where do you guys please live? would be nice. Yeah, and you're and just like, oh, really now? <laughs> but he's all like, all right, well, okay, fine. If, I'm sorry, but okay, do what I <laughs> do. What, do I, what said. I said, pretty please, with sugar on top. Clean the fucking car. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. And then, Yeah, and then fucking uh, uh, when he's like, hey, do you guys need a ride? And they tell him where they live. And he's like, I'm foreseeing a cab ride in your future. <laughs> like, Move <laughs> out of the sticks, buddies. <laughs> like, and he goes off with that girl. With his young girlfriend who owns a, a, a scrapyard yeah. where he gets rid of people's cars that were full of brains. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Marvin. <laughs> Oh, I shot Marvin in the face. Yeah, he's just like, what are you saying? Boom. He's like, oh, 
fuck? <laughs> it's just chunks of brains and like uh, uh, Samuel Jackson's uh, Jerry curls. Like, we gotta get out of here before like, the police see us. Like, like police gonna... get pretty suspicious with a cough, covered in motherfucking blood, brain and blood. <laughs> oh man, Tarantino's humor, man. Yeah, this this is a good movie. I like it way more than Reservoir Dogs. I could tell. Like you were, it seemed like you were really with it. You were laughing and yeah, because I mean, I like Django and Chain, and it's not like I hate uh, Quanta Quanta, but really, I guess Django and Chain's the only movie I ever seen of him that I liked. But I haven't. I up to that well, point, I hadn't seen any other movies of his. <laughs> well, what about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh yeah, yeah, I like that, but I don't like that as much as you do. I think that most was, of it's boring. It's that was my shit, favorite. But. That was one. That was my favorite movie of last oh God, year. It's just so boring. But any scene know. with uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt and um, uh, Leo was great. Just whenever they weren't being like the focal or they weren't together, I was kind of like, <laughs> "Well, I'm sorry. I loved every minute of it." <laughs> well, I loved this. For um, <laughs> but man. Th- <laughs> I am upset that your movies we usually don't struggle to talk about, and yet. Well, we struggled with one of my movies. Yeah, the one movie that didn't have a plot, but like it just I gotta I'm gonna start getting you on my movies. (laughs) But everybody, maybe your next movie. I know because I'm hoping because we got you to talk a lot when I get the old man out. Because you'll have a lot of gripes about the movie, so you'll talk about it. Like, the lucky one, my, that's the longest podcast for my movie. Because you were like, oh, I don't like this, and I don't like this. Fucking <laughs> 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 hated it. Yeah, so I want to... I, I, I don't always want that. That's why sometimes I showed you The Bodyguard, and there's future movies that I'm like, I think you might actually like that. Like, uh, Moonstruck. I'm not that. That's not what I'm watching next week, but yeah, I think yeah. that's a movie you might actually like that I really love, and I saw it because of my mom. That's obviously a mom movie, but <laughs> I think my yeah, I movies. think my mom loves it. Yeah, it's I about, mean, isn't it about a Jewish family? Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely, I'm gonna show you Beauty and the Beast one day. Beauty and the Beautician. Beautician and the Beast. Beautician and the Beast. I know, but just like I've seen Once in the Pond of Hollywood, but da da da. I bet you don't remember Where anything about it. You saw it a long time ago Probably when you were a kid. And you're going to be like, this is just as stupid as I remember point. it. Yeah, you're going to be like, I hate it just as much as I hated it then. <laughs> um, mm. But segue into that, uh, the movie that we will be watching next oh, week. So we're already, we're already done with it? Don't we do like a wrap-up of our thoughts? Oh, yeah, what the hell? I'm sorry. My bad, my bad. Yeah. Lee knows, Lee knows. Forgetting the structure of our podcast? What? What's going on, bro? <laughs> so what's yours? Well, I mean, I guess my uh, final thoughts in this movie is that uh, this is a this is a masterpiece for me. <laughs> I think it's one of the seminal movies in a, in American film, and at least uh, I could see that because I can put myself in the context of what year? Nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four, because you got to go in the context of like everything that's come out pa- after it doesn't exist yet exactly and there were tons of rip-offs after this and i've seen some of those movies some of them are good actually movies like snatch with brad pitt have you ever seen that movie no oh we'll watch that movie one day you might actually enjoy that it's not horrible hmm. um it yeah um 
But there's also other movies that are not so good, like <laughs> a movie called Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. That sounds shitty. <laughs> it's not a good movie. There, that that some... person wrote that title and was like, Denver Dead. Oh, my God. I'm the geniusest genius of Geniusville. And, and, and someone at the studio was like, you right. And then just the audience were like, that's dumb. It's been That's com- not clever. It's completely, it's been completely <laughs> Like I thought forgotten. he was the cleverest shit in the world. He's like, that's not clever at all. It's, it's not it's good. stupid. <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's got some big names in it, though. <laughs> Christopher Walken, I think, is in that movie, too. <laughs> Paycheck. <laughs> um, or maybe he tried. But yeah, this movie, it kind of spawned almost like a new genre. Like this sort of so I'm whack- gonna Sort of dark, humorous crime comedy, I guess, about, uh, you know, criminals who don't just talk about the plot. Things that don't, and, but movies that people don't make anymore, either. It's not, yeah, I guess people don't. It's not a genre really. It's not really, really a genre that, I guess Tarantino sort of. Keeps it alive, but it's because no one can do it as well as him, I feel. So no one wants to just copy People realize And no one can get away with it as, as much as him. Yeah, people realize that it's just like. Anymore. Yeah. So what? I'm I, I'm thinking I know what your rating is for this movie. <laughs> it's a ten out of ten for me. Ten out of ten. Well, you saw me give it this rating. It was a seven, because it's a good movie. Great acting. I can't have any problems with acting, and my like for the Tron Travolta and uh, um, Samuel yeah. Jackson chemistry is enough to make it a seven. Yeah. Like a, I would recommend this movie easily. Yeah, of course, but masterpiece no. Um, even <laughs> okay. it's not my genre. I just, I, I, like you said, you can nitpick things. So I can just outside of like not being the nostalgia, uh, just favorite director, favorite actors, everything like, yeah. I, um, looking a little outside, I can see a little more of the problems, but not money really, honestly. Um, um, yeah, I mean, overall. mostly my biggest gripe is I didn't like Quentin in it. I don't think he should have been in it. Like I think that, that could have really, been that really because uh, it could have been that hurt you have the movie so that much good, for you because you have every role is so good and then this dog shit comes out like that could have been shit. you could have got like Brad Pitt to be in that role like it would have been interesting to see another like out of he's character. in true romance I know but like I'm just saying it would have been cool to see like another out of character like whoa I'm not expecting like, Bruce Will like it would have been crazy to see Brad Pitt in it in that role or Leo it would have been I think that would have been really cool no Leo I think was a little too young. I'm just saying, you you get what I mean as in, like, it would have been crazy to see that person, like, and it's like a, a lot of actors in that movie, it's just they're yeah. in it for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, and that happens in his movies a lot. The, some star-studded guy is just in it for 10 minutes, and it's a really remarkable role, but he's only yeah. in it for 10 minutes. Like, uh, Christopher walking in this movie. He's barely in yeah. it, but you remember that scene. That speech is so, is incredible. And then he turns into just... I had to stick this thing up my ass. <laughs> yeah, and that's uncomfortable a, hunk of metal up my that's ass. A, that years. makes it a little more uh, remarkable. He died of dysentery. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, seven definitely, definitely recommend yeah, it's it. It's a wonderful movie. <laughs> Probably the best memory you have from your brother. <laughs> no. Uh, Let's not go there. <laughs> everyone, that's the future podcast. Deep dive on our sad, sad past. No. Uh, that'd be boring as shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, okay. Now, now back you back on the structure. Yes. Sorry, I misread my notes. Um, next week we will be watching the great 
so third movie weird. of the amazing Transporter Saga, Transporter Three, a movie no one has seen other than me because it was one time on like one of the hundreds channels and I DVR'd it and I love it. And um, (laughs) (laughs) now I have the DVD of it. I know it's going to be so, I I had another movie, which we'll still see one day in mind because Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford and all that shit. But this movie, because that's an, it's another movie where I think I can get the old man out. But then I saw this, Looking through some, sh- looking through my movies, trying to like decide some future movies, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And it's also, I really want to watch that movie. <laughs> um, that's another big part of my movies is I really want to like watch the, I it. I just want to watch this movie, I and I look care. really forward to it. Um, I look forward to watching my movies. Too. I know, but you'll usually watch them the day before. I'll wait up until so it's like it's much. I can't wait till October. Watch it. Ugh, no people. I mean, you'll get my movies, so there'll be breaks in between the horror. And the, the murder, horror. the um, horror. <laughs> um, but yeah, Transporter Three. Everyone, I think this is de- yeah, Transporter Three. I think you'll all love it, <laughs> and I think we'll get the old man, um, because I'm just remembering some of the scenes, and this is gonna be in the acting. Lee's gonna be like, "You like this more than Pulp Fiction?" I'm like, "Yes," <laughs> and it's gonna make you angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like like it more, but I'm gonna. Well, I do like it more. I'm more entertained, and I, I've watched Transporter three. I get probably that. as many times as you've seen Pulp Fiction, because Pulp Fiction is almost a three hour long goddamn movie, and Transporter three is not. <laughs> well, yeah, I, thank God it's, it's like four. a ninety minute. <laughs> no, it's ninety minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a ninety minute action movie. Um, in a car. Um, in a car. Well, isn't that the whole point? Yeah, Transporter. <laughs> And this is the one that went like straight to DVD. The the first one was in movie theaters. The third one, I don't think it was in theaters. And if it Wait, was, if it, was it has like Jason a, Statham in it, Crank didn't get like a huge wide release, did it? Like those are kind of yeah. like lower. They're lower budget, but like but they, they were weren't like huge theaters. hits. I maybe it was in theaters, but it was not in it for like a, a long. No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Crank Two was a huge hit. You did you never seen crank 2 i you? might have i can't remember because Whoa, okay. they're we like gotta, pretty similar we gotta watch that craziness Talk but, about um, a masterpiece. i've definitely seen the first one crank 2 is a, is a fucking masterpiece yeah transport 3 um but yes man we're almost at an hour and a half of this i think we're, this is definitely time to wrap up this because oh we've been talking i don't want this to get too long i knew this people. was gonna be a movie where we would have a lot to talk about yeah i mean hell fuck it three hour long movie how can we not um just like boogie nights yeah, uh, but everyone, like usual, uh, we're going to start wrapping this up. Please, after listening to this, if you could leave us a like um, and leave a comment, leave a review, and share the podcast with Rate anyone. Um, yeah, uh, it helps. It just helps us promote the podcast through the algorithms, you know, nonsense words you've all heard, but just please do it. Um you can listen to the podcast now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now newly Amazon Music. Just look up It's Not the Worst Movie Ever, and it will come up. Um, you can also listen to it on Podbean, but I know no one does, because Podbean. Um, also, please follow our uh, uh, Instagram, uh, It's Not the Worst Movie Ever, Pod. Pod. 
uh, for uh, post daily like highlights on the movies, posting our stories. We're always posting like facts and little tidbits about yeah. movies and stuff. A little it's, random like movie memes and yeah, fun facts. I think you'd find interesting about a movie if you like pic- movies. And if and you're listening pictures. to this podcast, you're either a friend or you like movies. Um, and right now you're probably just a friend. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank God everybody TikTok's still around so please follow us at it's not the worst movie Hooray. ever on TikTok where we also post that's where we'll first post the highlights and then they go on Instagram um, Instagram's mostly just keep out keep it's great for a source of keeping to know when the podcast is out because as soon as you see the post on the Instagram every Monday morning you know the podcast is out um and should be out on all the services within the hour as they all get uploaded. Um, and in the bio, you'll find the link to our podcast and the Instagram. And you'll find the link to our private, uh, not private, but our personal uh, Instagrams. You know, just if you find us interesting, maybe you find what we stupid shit we post on our Instagrams. Funny and interesting. So please follow yeah. us there. And then it's also just to update and keep keep you updated on what we might be doing. I mean. I got some ideas for some future shit that I'll be plugging. I'll be enter this shameless plug uh, zone of the podcast. And Lee, yeah. Lee might be plugging some shows soon, everybody. So keep, who g- knows? Keep, do your hands for Lee. <laughs> um, we'll see. But as always, we hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope it was interesting, and I think you will enjoy this one. And yeah, hopefully, uh, you didn't we, find it boring. Yeah, and we hope you have a great week. Don't watch the movie Cuties. Or do if you're gross. Ugh.